Hey everyone, X-Ray441 here. Just wanted to let you know you should stay tuned until the end of this episode for a uh, special giveaway uh, to commemorate our 2000th play of our podcast, as well as the return of Tess to the Tower. So check us out at the end to find out what you can win. Thanks. Welcome back to uh, Ghost Stories, a Destiny podcast. Uh, today is October 13th, 2015, and this is our third installment of the Ghost Whispers uh, kind of, of mini episodes or short short stories. Um, so, uh, so we had a, a pretty interesting thing happen today. Um, we're going to be talking about uh, our our favorite ex <laughs> missing awoken darling uh, Tess Everest and uh, and the new uh, Eververse Trading Company. Um, so she's back in the tower in her her old spot, um, and uh, and we've also got uh, got a little bit of a, a new character entering the the world of Destiny, and this would be her eccentric uncle uh, Fenchurch Everest. Um, so, uh, so we're going to talk a bit about him too. Uh, today we are here with, uh, with drop slash. Hello there. And, uh, beta chieftain. What's up? And I am x-ray four, four, one. So, um, man, uh, Tess is back and, and what an exciting day. Everyone missed her. She left, uh, just prior. I think it was a couple weeks before, um, before the taken King dropped and, uh, and she's back and she's got some, some fun stuff. So, uh, so what do you what do you guys think about that? I don't I, think it's go, go ahead. Go ahead. All right, all right, all right. I'll go. I I honestly haven't even had time to. Uh, we've been doing so many podcasts lately. I haven't played the game. I think in a week, but but um, I I don't know how I feel about all the you know the microtransactions. But I'm loving the fact that Destiny and Bungie dropped a bunch of lore today, and that we didn't have to wait for a full expansion to come out. So, yeah, so yeah, I'm, I'm really like, yeah, I'm liking this idea that they can kind of add more grimoire and new characters as they go in patches. So I'm loving that, you know, kind of new development, but other, otherwise I don't have an opinion yet on the, on the Eververse trading company. Well, <laughs> I think it's, I think it's safe to say that Tess was sorely missed. She seems to be a favorite among a huge number of guardians. So it's, it's nice to have her back pretty easy on the eyes too so if you're if you like the awoken i guess at the same um, time though this is interesting lore wise because we were given a bunch of new lore and background on tess uh and her quote-unquote uncle here but at the same time her role in game now is is almost it's too meta to be lore related like how does how does a person sell gestures like that's not that's like a, it's not like a real thing right. <laughs> well maybe she teaches you the gestures. she's she's training you <laughs> as, as, as new, you gotta pay her. You're paying as, her. As new young guardians, we've never mastered the slow clap. 
You know? We've never met. <laughs> well, it would right. be kind of hilarious to to walk up to that booth and be like, Tess, teach me the Carlton. I must know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's what everyone wants. So, um, and so I want to mention one more thing just about about kind of the the her. I guess it's not a kiosk, but but her stand um, that that I, I saw and noticed myself was uh, that. After you you can you can buy these emotes and you can you have a certain amount of time you can kind of return them and get your your money back um, or your your silver back and we'll talk about the silver here in a second but it also had a little thing that said that consumable items are not able to be uh, returned um, so I, that that t- led me to believe that she and her uncle may be uh, finding some some consumables that we'll be able to purchase. From her later down the road, I don't know. Maybe it's it's just uh, again me maybe reaching or or something, but uh, but that would be be interesting. I don't know what that would be, but uh, but it could be there. So probably the tea that a Fen Church was drinking on Jupiter. <laughs> you get to walk <laughs> yeah. around a little teacup. Yeah, probably, probably the tea. <laughs> well, what is that? So let's let's talk about this a little bit. So um, so give us a little background on Test Drop, if you if you would please. Well. Now we know that uh, Tess was born, she was born in the city, uh, the sort of the last city here, and that her parents uh, fled the reef, maybe that was possibly during the reef wars, we're not sure. Uh, I'm not sure how people flee the reef. I, I mean, we tried so hard to get there, I guess, you know, grass is always greener. Uh, and... And that poses an interesting question. This is something I think we've talked about in the past a little bit is, you know, what, how come there's Awoken in the city and in the tower? Where did they come from? Why haven't they gone back to the reef? Are they even allowed to? So, and this very much seems like now we have actual confirmation that there are Awoken who leave the reef for the city and the tower and choose to make their homes there uh, rather than, rather than live in the reef, whether, uh, who knows, ideological differences with the queen or a better view or or what, whatever, we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things I, uh, that they also mentioned in, in the, the new information is that um, she, uh, one of her most prized possessions, so something um, um, really kind of personal about her, is that she has this, this silver coin, which is, is, our new, is a new currency that she accepts uh, for her, again, goods and services. Um, and it belonged to her reef-born grandmother. Um, so... So that's interesting. Um, so what do we what do we know about these coins, Beta? Yeah. So the silver it it's something from before the collapse. Uh, supposedly the colonies that were out in the reef area before the collapse they traded in this silver. It was kind of a golden age currency, and it's described as being engram like. Um, so it can kind of contain information. And that all these pieces of silver can be essentially signed with a key. Um, and, you know, these keys pertain to individual people. And so, you know, I, it kind of, it may, we don't know Tessa's coin, like we don't know who signed it. We know that her grandmother had it, but it doesn't really say who signed it. But it, that's an interesting point because a, later when she meets... Um, this new guardian, Fenchurch, she finds that um, he and her have each have a silver coin signed by the same person, whoever that was. And so they are kind of, they like to believe that they may be related. Now, what I thought was interesting about, about Fenchurch's coin is, 
you know, it, it again, um, kind of like, uh, like Tess must have some, they, he's got a, the same kind of, from what I gather, the same kind of, of, oh, oh, just kind of bond with this coin. It, it, it it's tying him to something so much so that he, he wears it around his neck. Um, I think it said in, in one of the, in some of that information, uh, so his coin is hanging around his neck, and, and Tess has kept hers from her grandmother. So, so it means something to them. And I guess the fact that they both have the have the same signature, uh, which is is something else we found out, um, is what really tied them together. So that's that's so that's so neat. Yeah, and what's interesting too is in the grimoire, um, it it describes how Fenchurch found a silver coin. I'm under the assumption that it's the same one that he's wearing. It, maybe it was a different one, but he found the silver coin on Mars, actually. He says that his ghost woke him up, and when he was kind of sitting there looking around the sand, he noticed this silver coin on the ground, and so he picked it up. And so I, I'm under the impression that that's describing the one he currently wears, but maybe, you know, it's a different one. But it kind of goes to show, too, that like really there might be a family connection between Tess and Fenchurch, but you know, there really might not be. It's just kind of they've chosen to establish this friendship and kind of establish this family bond regardless. Right, right. And and so um I think uh something else uh that, that just informational purposes is that uh Fenchurch's ghost we know is named Neville, um, which is a uh, also a very cool name <laughs> in my opinion um and uh and i think that's the first the first named ghost i can't recall any other ghosts so far in the story that oh yeah that, that we that's... know a name of yeah other than you yeah, know that's... dinklebot <laughs> i don't think i don't think that counts in the lore but but uh we'll stick with it um so all right so so tess comes back now um after after leaving for a little while and so what uh, what has she been doing? Uh, Drop, where where has she been? Well, it seems like uh, Tess has been out and about looking to start a, a new business venture uh, with her uncle, which seems weird because he seems like a very eccentric guy, and I'm not sure I'd want to go in business with this dude. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, they have this, this shared history, this this mystery between them with this silver coin and, and the key that's signed between them, and and that that relationship starts to form, and I guess... At some point, Tess was like, "You know what? Uh, I want to. I want to start a better business than whatever she was doing in that little tiny booth in the tower, uh, keeping those ghosts company and getting our special deliveries for us." So uh, she went out and and scouted around, and I guess what put together a business proposal and asked for a loan from the bank in the city. I don't, <laughs> I'm not sure what it takes to open a new business in the tower, but. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, so so she crossed paths uh, with Fenn, and they started talking about ideas. And it seems like Fenn is out all over the place collecting weird stuff and and possibly sending that stuff back. It could be valuable uh, to folks in the tower, which is very Zer-like, uh, it seems. So, hey, it seems like a good idea. He'll go out and collect weird stuff, and uh, and Tess will sell it back to us at the tower. So that was the plan that was that came together, and that's where she's been, and now she's back. Now she's back, yeah. And she brought some she brought some stuff with her. Um, she brought back a, a handful of, of postcards from Fenchurch. Um, 
And uh, and so in those cards, we found out some some pretty interesting information uh, about the Eververse Trading Company, um, like the founded date. Uh, I think what it says is it was the the, the founded date is the 742nd moon of the 17th subcycle of the traveler's light. Now, that doesn't sound like much, but but in the in the lore world that really helps to to add to the timeline and give us an idea of of when kind of now is because we're assuming that that Tess started this business while she was away, so so within the past month. <laughs> and uh and and so that helps us to to know um a little bit about where we're at. Right. Well, um, well, sadly, you'd think it would help, but it, it hasn't really helped at all, unfortunately. So the 704... Well, go ahead, drop. This is something that happens a lot as you dig through the lore and look for time uh, where we'll get solid numbers and we'll get great references, but then they'll inter- like inject one weird thing that doesn't mean anything to anyone. Uh, and it totally throws off your ability to perceive... Or yeah, you know the fig- time, or, or what, out. yeah, or what those numbers could actually mean. Right. So, so in this case, we have seven hundred and forty-two moons, and that's easy. So we're like, okay, well, you know, if there's about twelve point three or twelve point four full moons per year, do some math, and so we can say, all right, it's been about sixty years. So that's easy. But then the problem is we have this subcycle, which means nothing, <laughs> and so we know there's solar cycles. But those tend to average closer to like eleven years, and so that doesn't really make sense. Um, Sixty years is more than eleven, and so you're kind of like, well, we can't be within a subcycle, you know. And so it just the math isn't lining up. So all we really know is that we're sixty years into the seventeenth subcycle, and if we could figure out how long a subcycle is, we could date this all the way back, you know, to when the traveler showed up. But unfortunately, we can't figure. We haven't figured that out yet. So, so all you listeners that are good at maths, <laughs> figure this out and let us know. Yeah. If if subcycle means anything to you, please help. Yeah. So, so uh, it gives us, but it's still. I th- I still think it could be useful. I mean, maybe not right this second. You know, I mean, there could be a, a time when they explain what a subcycle is, and 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 if so, then boom, everything might fall into line, and and. And give us this this big kind of oh okay now we know what's going on um, or not who knows uh, so so we've got this Fenchurch guy right her her uncle quote unquote um, and uh, and we know that he is an awoken guardian um, and uh, he's described as an explorer an artist a designer um, and uh, and it's and he kind of he's kind of just out there doing what he wants uh, it seems like he's just kind of kind of all over the place according to his postcards you know he he kind of goes out and hangs out and has tea and does his thing and and uh and that's that's it um and i guess we don't i, I don't know we 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 know a little bit about him just and, and you can kind of of assume that he's eccentric and 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 uh just by, again by the way he talks and these postcards and you and Definitely take a look at him if you're interested, because they they seem to to tell a lot about his personality. Um, and I don't know how how do we want to talk about the postcards a little more, kind of in depth? Yeah, we can summarize real quick. You know what what new information we learned from them. And to anyone looking, they're on the Bungie site. If you go to the Destiny tab, where kind of the armory is, there's a new Eververse section, and the postcards are all down there and in high definition. 
But um, so there's we got four postcards. They all have some sketches and artwork on the front, uh, which we assumed have been done by Fenchurch himself. And then, so going through them, we have one that kind of describes how he was abandoned on the Red Planet, which I'm assuming means Mars. Um, and we don't we don't learn a lot there other than he was exploring on Mars, and he you know so no new lore stuff there. Um, then the interesting one that we kind of referred to a bunch of times is this letter where so if you're looking at the postcards, it's the one with the picture of the the astronaut or the cosmonaut who isn't faring too well out in space. <laughs> yeah, and it looks a little rough. Yeah, and so he says that he's on his way to Jupiter for tea. And so that one's just so interesting. And to me, it's interesting because first off, it means, you know, somewhere on Jupiter, there's someone cultured enough to want tea. So, you know, we always, we, and and we always kind of consider Jupiter to be this abandoned planet and, you know, out in the boonies in the dark zone, but it's like, maybe not. Maybe there's some type of culture still surviving out there that we don't even know about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and so that brings us to uh to another another card and and actually real quick while you're pulling it up yeah. um the one other interesting lore piece we get from that letter is that he is also not welcome in the tower <laughs> he yeah he apparently yeah. he did something to zavala he he either said something or did something to the point where basically zavala kicked him out of the tower <laughs> so Another another warlock band. <laughs> <laughs> Those warlocks, man. And you know what? That that actually is a good point about the warlocks because you know they're very inquisitive and want to know and explore and learn. And and maybe that's just his nature. You know, maybe that's why he's out there. They're doing all this stuff. Um, so uh, so there's there's another one um, that's that's pretty interesting um, because he uh, he said he's he's kind of in this in this place where he can't be himself so he's he's uh, for lack of a better term kind of undercover or or uh, masquerading um by the request of his ghost and this is where he, i think we find out his his ghost's name um he uh, he actually says uh i was more confident in my abilities to blend in as it were my dear ghost neville insisted i take precautions and those precautions were were kind of masquerading um as something else uh and um and so he uh he he just basically tells tells Tess that uh that he's having a good time and and <laughs> and that's and that's about it. Um and then we get to the the fourth one that uh and which one is that? That's the one where he's on Jupiter, it, I believe. It's the one where right? the card itself doesn't say he's on Jupiter, but the picture on the front shows him standing having tea. So we're kind of currently operating under the assumption that he's on Jupiter because he mentioned earlier that he was going to Jupiter for tea. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. And it, it's kind of funny. Um, it, it's there's what looked to be kind of uh, birds um, flying there. Now they're not blackbirds, so we don't, I guess, want to assume that they're they're uh, from the prince. But, but we um, know Drop loves his birds. I know that's why that's why I mentioned it. Um, <laughs> and. Uh, uh, and and this uh, this fourth one is definitely interesting because um, he mentions that uh, there is a, a group of of 
possible survivors on Jupiter. Well, we, um, we assume, he doesn't, assume Jupiter. We yeah. assume Jupiter, right, right. Uh, just based on his, his having tea on Jupiter. Um, but uh, he's, he, let me see if I can find this line here. Um, I was searching among the ruins when I came across a small tribe of survivors making a home in the rubble. Curious wretches, they are so afraid of being discovered by the keen auditory senses of their enemies that they communicate almost entirely in gestures. Um, so, so whatever these, this, this uh, tribe of survivors is, they're scared of something and they're hiding. Um, I, I don't know that we, we can right, and, and so, really know what that is. But. And it's one of those where if they're on any other planet, it could be probably not the Cabal. I don't think they're very, you know, they don't hear very well, you know, necessarily. And, but I, I always kind of picture the hive, you know, no matter how quiet you are, the hive always seemed to know you're there. Um, yeah. The fallen too. So it could be one of those, or if he is on Jupiter, this could be a totally different alien race that we don't know about yet. Right. Right. Um, and, and so, uh, he said he, he was there for, for several days. Um, and, uh, and, that's that's about it. Now, something else uh, to mention about each one of these cards uh, that, again, I, I found kind of interesting myself, and I don't know if you notice this, but the way he he signs each one, um, he uh, let me see if I can get all these in a line here. We've got uh, yours in light, Fenchurch, or no, sorry, he signs this to Tess, so he's like yours Wait, in light. Yeah, Tess he's episode. got the he's got he describes himself as like the inspired uncle. Oh, there it is. There, yeah, the, yeah. Your the, your ever loving uncle, the pensive uncle, and the altruistic uncle, which I find kind of yep. funny because maybe he thinks he's doing good, but like, hey, we're taking on the taken, <laughs> like, <laughs> right? And killing or and killing Oryx, and he's just kind of out wandering, having tea. Yeah, yeah. But and uh, so so yeah, that's that's Fenchurch. I mean, he's like I said, just pretty eccentric and and out there doing what he wants. Um, yeah, and I think, you know, that's it for, for you know, kind of as a short episode. That's what we learned today. But it's it's not a lot, but it is interesting, and it opens some possible future doors, some hope that we may get to Jupiter or Europa or Titan sometime soon, which would be awesome. Right, right. So, all right, well, I guess that about wraps it up for this, uh, this third episode of our Ghost Whispers. Uh, Thanks for tuning in, and if you need to get a hold of us, you can reach us on Twitter at dghoststories, or you can email us at destinyghoststories at gmail.com. And that's it, so thanks a lot, and we'll see you next time. Yep, see ya. If you enjoyed that episode and want to uh, score yourself a fat sack of silver, um, I need you to answer the following question. In episode one of Ghost Stories, what did Scooby Deezy say was his favorite piece of lore from Destiny? 
What I need you to do now is email us at destinyghoststories at gmail.com. Give us your gamer tag or PSN ID along with your favorite class to play as and your favorite bit of lore. And we will randomly select a winner that we will announce at the beginning of episode three next week. Thanks.